Hi, welcome to today's podcast. This is Dr. Travel, the real Mr. Parker. Welcome to our podcast on anchor.fm forward slash the real Mr. Parker. Our WhatsApp number is plus one two zero nine seven five three zero four zero nine. Okay, it's wee wee, it's about 1 a.m. here. Um, and I'm sitting up in the terrace of this property uh, recording several thoughts on my mind. Uh, I started today's podcast with our WhatsApp number and I'm hoping that to all of you that listen to us on Anchor on all our several podcast channels that you will be kind to save that number and chat us up on whatsapp and follow our our status uploads i I do a lot of posts on whatsapp because i'm active there irrespective of where i'm at in the world okay i i posted a few days ago several sim cards i think i have like 14 so far two others Senegal, Gambia, uh, for Senegal, Sin card for Guinea, Guinea Conakry, and Guinea Bissau. Okay, those three Sin cards I did put on there. So I've been to about 17 countries so far this year, right? And I, I, I mentioned on there that uh, I was going to talk when I posted this on WhatsApp. That is, I was going to talk about one time, one time when. A shop owner in in New Jersey, um, Cherry Hill to be precise, in New Jersey, where I I, I ran, I, I started off my key fob recycling business. Key fob is what is called in other parts of the world. Uh, in the U.S., we call it key fob. Other parts of the world, it's called remote to your cars. You know, like you keyless keys, right? Uh, I recycle them. This day, I pulled up into into a UPS parking lot, and I brought out a box. Okay, okay because what I do is I, I go to anywhere cars are sold. Uh, I go to impound lots. I go to uh, dealerships. I I, I struck. I still have relationship with sales cars managers, right? With with all those companies that recycle car parts, and they do have remotes to your cars that are not useful to them, so they are called trash keys. I collect them and I exchange, of course, money for them because what they end up doing is throw them away. But I recycle them. So I had gathered, I think, a week's worth of key fobs in a box and I pulled up at the UPS store at the parking lot and I opened my trunk of course and I was trying to sort out the what we call the smart keys and the regular keys you know what you call the high-end cars the BMWs the Lexus the Mercedes vans you know compared to the Volkswagen cars or the Toyotas or Honda right and I think somebody noticed, who is this dude? He has so many keys. I think I know what they were thinking. Oh my, this guy has 
gotten people's keys to their cars and is going to do whatever with them. The next thing I knew, okay, when I was done with that, I moved into this particular UPS store is where I go, I go ship my gathered remotes to the warehouse. <laughs> and so while I was in there processing, the lady was attending to me, I looked up and saw like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight police cars. Cops just pulled up from every direction in Jersey. And then they walked into the store. Obviously, it was somebody in that same one of the shops. I, I, I mean, it's 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 a it's a white neighborhood. <laughs> Had called the cops, and so they walked in and they said, "Oh, sir, are you the one in the Mercedes Benz?" I said, "Yeah." Uh, somebody called. Uh, what do you do, sir? I go. Excuse me. What's this about? Oh, somebody said they saw saw you with a lot of remotes to cars, a lot of key fobs, and so they called the police. And I go, some people are busybody. <laughs> the white man, those this white people don't have, uh, they really have time on their hands, you know, like nosy people. And before I could respond, the, the store manager for the UPS uh, uh, store, like the store manager for, you know, for the store where I was in, spoke up. And she was like, excuse me, officers, this man comes in here week in, week out, the past one year to ship out remote for his cars i mean for his business he, he recycles key fobs and then the cops looked at themselves and said we're so sorry sir i said when people call you guys don't you ask questions you just hop on the car and you go oh they saw a black man in uh, an expensive car with so many remotes <laughs> car remotes and you thought what Oh, we're so sorry, sir. We're sorry. We're sorry. And the left. I said that story to say, when you want to travel abroad, see, I apart from my travel service, I, I also have a, I just mentioned a recycling business. When you leave Africa and you want to go abroad, you have to have a skill. It is important. You cannot give excuse of, Oh, okay, you left your country because you believe that the economy is bad. You believe that when you get to the West, things are better there. You read it on the news. Somebody told you something over the phone who happens to be a friend of, of a friend of another friend or a relative. Oh, in Canada, man, you have to be a nurse. Things are working. Oh, in America, when you come, man, there's, there are money trees everywhere. Oh, in Australia, by goodness, once you show up at the airport, they have checks for you as a foreigner okay that is what you were told and you believed it i say to you hey have a skill have a skill even if all you learned is how to plait hair you know you make people's hair right you do the african style kind of hair not the one you do in the salon and you go into the machine that's cool but this is where you braid hair aha that's the word when you braid hair be good at it be the best hair braider there is be the best and be once you're armed with that skill show up in the west and if nine to five job oh god i said to people please don't come to america or canada looking for a nine to five job he said well it's not everybody that that can be entrepreneurial that's not true that is an excuse you have made up in your head 
for your information. No matter how good you are, no matter how industrious you are, as long as you work for somebody, you will never be richer than that person. What, you think you work for me and make more money than me? Job. Okay. I hope you, get, you got that message. I also want to talk about how to improve. I'll begin to talk about how to improve your passport. If you listen to previous episodes, uh, some of our episodes from 2021, I talked about travel documents and how to, what we call, you, I coined that term, that phrase, padding your passport through travel experience. Look, there is nothing you want to do that is worthwhile that you will not have to spend money. You have to be willing to dole out some money if it's, if it's worth it to you. You will invest in it. Remember, you are investing in yourself. And so you live in Nairobi, for example, and you now finally got yourself a Kenyan passport. You are Kenyan. And you say, oh, Mr. Parker, my job, I don't earn that much money. Oh, I have so many people I, I, you know, I feed. Okay, I understand. But I want to travel. I believe, you talking now, I believe that when I leave Kenya and get to New York, oh boy, it is set for all of my community. I will do better. Okay, but right now you can afford the ticket money. Okay, but... You've had this passport two years. Every time you remember, I got a passport two years ago and you've done nothing. I call that making motion and no movement. How about you take that passport? There are neighboring countries that you can go by road. You can plan, you can say, okay, you know what? Mm, in two months time, how much does it cost me? Uh, it will cost me, let's say, a hundred dollar equivalent in your Kenyan shillings to make that trip. Okay, in two months, I'm going to gather the money and I'll go by road. I will go from my country to the next East African country and I will have my passport stamped. One, two, three. Three countries, right? And stamped back in. One, two, three. Guess what? You have six stamps on your passport. In the United States, in the West, cash and carry is not is not um, the way to go. Okay, when you when you when you when you if you if you want to build credit in America, you have to have debt. That's how the system is, right? And so and so it is it is important you know that. There's also what I call credit system with traveling. Let me explain. When you go to an embassy and you show up, okay, now this doesn't happen every time. I've, I've helped people who have never traveled before, right? Uh, go to the U.S. embassy to, to, you know, for a B1, B2 visitors visa, you know, to the United States, and they give them the first time. They've never left the country, right? But that is not always the case. 
Are you following? When you show up at the, in fact, one of the questions they ask you when the form is filled, when you fill your DS-160 form, one of the questions they ask you is, what countries have you been to? Why do you think they ask that? They ask that because they want to know, are you credible? Are you trustworthy? How are we sure you are not an intending immigrant, meaning you want to elope from your country and become a burden to the taxpayers of the United States, for example, or the United Kingdom, or Canada, or Australia, or New Zealand, or Singapore, or Hong Kong. So if you're able to make that trip that I talked about initially, from Nairobi, from Kenya, you go to the neighboring countries, three steps. It might take you a few days, two days here, three days there, four days here, and you come back. You've shown that, okay, hey, I just want to spend my money. I want to go see what these neighboring countries are like. You have shown that you have what we call travel credibility, that when you go, you will come back. I mean, that's what you plan to do, right? <laughs> you plan to visit America. If it's a visitor's visa you're looking for, or you plan to just visit, go see what this America is like and go back to your country because you have strong ties and responsibilities in your country. Correct? Good. I believe you. But you have to make the guys at the embassy believe as well. So your passport, one of the ways to make it strong is use it. Make baby steps. Take those local trips first. How can you leave in Cameroon and you've not been to Nigeria you can go by ship it's not expensive I've taken that trip before how can you live in Ghana and you've never been to Ivory Coast your neighbors and you live in Takoradi Takoradi is close to Abidjan you have not traveled think about it how can you live in Singapore and you've not been to Indonesia it's less than an hour by ship to Indonesia it, it, it doesn't add up <laughs> do you get do, do you understand what I'm trying to say but you have to travel alright time is running out for today's episode I'll have to stop but I hope you've learned something please listen to this again tell somebody who loves to travel tell somebody who wants to really make that move to listen to our podcast hey guys favorite our channel okay doctor of travel one word either on uh, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor.fm. Tell somebody about us. Follow us on Instagram, will you? Our pod, uh, 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 at the real Mr. Parker is our handle. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Cheers.